Join I Am A Watchman Ministries Managing Editor Joe Kerr with co-host Dylan Burroughs, bringing you a fascinating discussion regarding the importance of Bible prophecy and Christian living today as it relates to our responsibility as believers to be watchmen. This is A View From The Wall. Welcome to today's episode of A View From The Wall. I'm Dylan Burroughs, along with I Am A Watchman Managing Editor Joe Kerr. And today we have the special honor of talking with Tom Hughes, founder of Hope For Our Times. Let me mention just a little bit about his ministry as we begin. If you go to HopeForOurTimes.com, it's a website filled with information about prophecy from the Bible, featuring hundreds of videos, over 33,000 subscribers, and well over 3 million views now. I'm excited to share about his work as an amazing pastor at 412 Church in San Jacinto, California, where he reviews events of the world and highlights the biblical aspects of what believers should be watching for in the end times. Pastor Tom, thanks for being with us on the program today. It's great. Thanks for having me on here. Definitely. Well, we've had you before, and you're a favorite with our guests, so we'll dive right in. And we want to talk first about your upcoming conference. Start us off by telling us about it and who some of the speakers are that we'll get to hear when we attend. Uh, The conference is coming up. It's in the Palm Springs area of Southern California. It's at the end of June. Uh, just a just a little over a month away, uh, we have fabulous speakers. Jack Hibbs will be speaking. All right. uh, Dr. David Reagan, uh, Billy Crone, um, from flying in a gentleman from Israel going to be speaking. I have a gentleman, uh, Dr. Hermos Sharia from Iran Alive is going to be there. Elijah Abraham. So I really wanted to bring some different viewpoints in people from different parts of the world. Uh, what does it look like from Iran? Uh, what, is, what are things like from somebody who's actually living in Israel and has uh, been a commander in the IDF? And then obviously prophecy experts that are here uh, nationally also. So we're bringing in people literally from all over the country and the world for this conference. Well, we love the idea of the view from the wall all around the world, for sure. What's the yeah. theme that you're working with in the conference this year? Uh, the theme is hope, and uh, so we titled the conference along with our ministry title, the Hope for Our Times. But we're looking at the current events. We will take current events, but we want to bring a really good biblical understanding because there is just some wild stuff that's out there. And uh, I'm, I'm sure you guys look around like I do, and you see some things, whether it be on YouTube or some other so-called ministry, and they'll take one event, and they'll take a scripture that's out of context, and build it into some wild prediction of uh, Jesus is coming back next week, so you better send me all your money. And I want to, we, we really want to bring sound teaching to this, give people the real understanding of what the Bible actually does say regarding uh, the times of the second coming of Christ. And also, this is something else I want to deal with. And uh, it's great having churched people at these kind of conferences, uh, and that's exciting because you need to teach people who know the Lord. But I'm encouraging people to invite skeptics and people who are just disbelievers to this conference, because we have some great minds that are going to be speaking and opportunities to be able to converse one-on-one with myself or other speakers that are going to be there. And uh, you know, I look at what the Bible says, and even Jesus himself, he's asked by his own disciples, what is the sign of your coming and the end of the age? And he listed all kinds of signs. And then he tells us to watch. And so often we're told, even within churches, uh, you shouldn't be watching for these things. But Jesus tells us to watch. And we have hundreds of signs given to us 
regarding the last days. And I look at things, it appears to me we're in those last days, and I want people to be ready, and I also want to to uh, involve and reach the skeptics. That's so good to know that you're inviting everybody that we're not afraid to bring in that group that's maybe a skeptic. Is there still time for people to register yeah. for the conference, and where do they go to do that? There is still time. It, it, you know, it looks like it's going to sell out rather quickly, but there is still time. Uh, you can go to hopeforourtimes.com, and uh, you can purchase tickets there. It's a full three days, too. So it's a, it's a pretty loaded weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, it's going to be great. And I also have some surprise guests that I've, that I've invited out, too. Um, it's it's going to be a terrific time. Well, tell us a little bit about the location where it's going to be. I know you have a very special venue. Uh, tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, the venue, it's at, a, I picked a resort, a really nice resort in out in that area of Palm Springs. It's in the Hyatt Regency that's out there. It's where they uh, used to have the skins game for golf. They still have the U.S. Tennis Open right down the street from it. But it's, it's a nice resort. What I wanted people to do was say, hey, I can go there and just have a great time. I mean, we're getting people from all over the country that are emailing us saying, hey, we're going to be spending a whole week out there. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful place. And there's seven swimming pools there oh so goodness. people can make it a vacation. But again, I wanted it to appeal to people who don't even know the Lord and say, you know, I'll come to this and I can have a great time at the same time. So that was our intention. Uh, you know, I'm certainly not afraid to engage the skeptic over these things. Um, so it's exciting. So the venue's fantastic, and uh, but uh, it's just going to be a real, real treat for anybody who comes. Well, it sounds like it. It's going to be one of those things where you can easily bring a skeptic who says, hey, this is a great venue. I'll come and hang out for the weekend. We'll see a few uh, seminars or sessions while we're there. But let's talk a little bit in this first segment before we run out of time about the purpose behind the event. And I know you have such a passion for Bible prophecy. Tell us a little bit about how you got started doing these kind of conferences and why you feel it's so important for believers to get involved in Bible prophecy today. Yeah, uh, great question. Um, I've been teaching Bible prophecy to, for over 25 years now, and uh, I look at a conference like this as just a, an opportunity to get people to in a, it's in a secular venue, it's not in a church, and, and I believe we live in a world that needs to know, and I also believe we live in a world where many want to know what in the world is going on. So hosting this event outside of the church, the church walls, um, a lot of people there, they don't want to go to a church to hear whatever it is you have to say, but right. they'll come to someplace that is a neutral area. So I look at that. I've, I've done a lot of interviews. I've done documentaries, tons of videos, been guests for TV programs, radio programs, and so forth. And it seems like the majority of people that are interested right now in these things are people who just don't know the Lord. They don't have a, much of a biblical understanding background or, or any biblical background at all, but there seems to be this underlying current across much of the world that something's wrong, something is not right, and something is about to become disastrous. And, and I find that interesting. We have world leaders that know uh, there's, something, there's something strange going on, and uh, this is a great way to just be able to uh, bring people to, that, to, to an event like this. So I look at this the opportunity to be able to tell people about the hope that we have because uh, things don't look too good, but man, we have great hope and there's great encouragement if you understand 
what the Bible actually says, and I believe the Bible speaks to the days in which we live. And you can have hope for today, strength for today, actually. It'll build a person's faith, it'll strengthen them, and man, we know what is coming tomorrow also. Right. We hope you're enjoying our conversation with Tom Hughes, and we invite you to stay with us as we'll be right back with more on A View from the Wall. From I Am a Watchman Ministries, here's today's I Am a Watchman Minute. This side of heaven, you may likely never see the full impact of your good work. Consider Moses. He did many great things, but likely never knew about one of the greatest things he did. You see, one of the people Moses led out of Egypt was a man named Nashon. Nashon had a son named Salmon. In those millions of people, it's doubtful Moses even knew Salmon. But because Moses was faithful, Salmon was born. And later he married Rahab, and they had a son, Boaz, who married Ruth, and they were the grandparents to King David. Jesus was not a descendant of Moses, Jesus was a descendant of Solomon, whose new life in the Promised Land was made possible by what God did through Moses. So do not grow weary in doing good. The seeds we plant will blossom in God's way and in God's perfect time. Be bold. Be faithful. Be a watchman. Iamawatchman.com Welcome back to A View from the Wall. We're joined by Tom Hughes, founder of Hope for Our Times Ministries, and we've been highlighting his Prophecy Conference coming up June 28th to 30th in Indian Wells, California. But we want to transition a little bit now to some of the topics going on in our news. For example, if you look at HopeForOurTimes.com today, you'll see a headline that talks about the rise in anti-Semitic attacks Around the world, uh, you can't believe what's going on. Now, you look at the deadly shooting that killed 11 worshipers at Pittsburgh's Tree of Life back in October. There's just another one recently in San Diego. What is going on, Tom? Tell us a little bit about why this is happening and why this connects with Bible prophecy. Um, when you look at the Bible, and you, you've got to have an understanding. To understand the days regarding the second coming of Christ, you have to have an understanding of the Jewish people, God's relationship to the Jewish people and the nation of Israel, because there's a spiritual connection. There's a covenant that God made with Abram and his people. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen The Fiddler on the Roof. I think you've seen it hundreds of times. I just was down at um, the Pantages Theater in Hollywood recently and went to the, the, the live performance down there. It was great. But one of the lines the lead actor Tavia says in, in the play in both the movie is, uh, being Jewish things, says, God, couldn't you have just chosen someone else? But God chose the Jewish people. And when you look at this, he chose them for the Messiah to come through them, and also he gave them the land. When you look at it, it's a spiritual thing. And there's been anti-Semitism towards the Jewish people since God made his covenant with Abram. It's never gone away. And here's the thing is God promises, or he tells us, I shouldn't say promises, he tells us that this is only going to increase as we get nearer and nearer to uh, the day of the Lord's coming, uh, simply because he has a promise of a covenant, and uh, part of the covenant is he's going to come back and rule and reign from Jerusalem. So there's a spiritual thing. But here's the thing that's most remarkable to me about anti-Semitism. God told the Jewish people it's going to happen. You're going to be scattered to the four corners of the earth. Everywhere you're scattered, you're going to become a byword. That is anti-Semitism. The Jews are byword, a byword everywhere they go. However, 
in the last days, according to Zechariah chapter 12, it's going to develop from anti-Semitism in the rest of the world to not just anti-Semitism, it's going to develop into anti-Zionism, where the Jews have no right to the land of Israel. And that is exactly what we see taking place. Anti-Semitism in America, anti-Semitism in Europe, throughout the world, but the focus is now shifting toward Israel and the Jewish people in Israel, anti-Zionism, because God lets us know, Zechariah chapter 12, that the whole world will be against Israel, and God says, Zion is mine. And, uh, and so he lets us know, this is the direction that's going to go. And the world doesn't want the Jews in the land of Israel. The world doesn't think they have any right to the land. And the world doesn't think they, they should be alive anywhere they go. Things are developing exactly as God said they would, even if, if I find it remarkable, even to the point of anti-Zionism being what God says is going to be in the last days. We met with Dr. Gary Fraser earlier, and he talked about things are different and we see wars, rumors of wars like Jesus talked about in Matthew 24, famines, earthquakes, natural disasters. We talked about that when you were on the show the last time. And people ask, okay, what's different now? You keep saying Jesus is coming, all these things are happening, and they are. What's left? Uh, what's left? <laughs> if things are going to continue to develop. Uh, I, I've, it's been documented that when uh, Jesus came the first time, there were uh, 108 prophecies of his first coming. Some will say there were several hundred, but a lot of those are duplicated. So on the conservative side, there were 108, and Jesus fulfilled every one of them. He'd be born in Bethlehem. Uh, he'd be called out of Egypt and so forth. Um, but in his second coming, Joel Rosenberg, a Jewish believer, by the way, said there are eight times as many prophecies of the second coming to Christ as his first. So that puts us well over 800 signs to watch for so we can know when the Lord is going to return. So you look, you go, there are literally hundreds and hundreds of signs, and they're given so we will pay attention. And the way the Bible likens these signs to is a couple of different things. One of them is the signs will we'll see them more often. Like, let's say you're going from San Diego to San Francisco. When you start in San Diego, as you're heading up to San Francisco, you won't see any sign on the five freeways. If you're from California, you've got your, you can figure that out. Uh, you won't see any sign on the five freeway that says San Francisco X amount of hundreds of miles away. But as you get to Los Angeles and you go further up the five freeway, you'll start to see signs. At, uh, but it'll be 200 miles. It'll be 150 miles. As you get closer to your destination to San Francisco, all of a sudden you'll see signs, signs, uh, five miles, four miles to your next exit, one mile. And then all of a sudden you get off your exit, you're in the downtown area and there's signs everywhere. That is how the Bible likens the signs appearing. And it appears that we're in the downtown area right now. And there are signs all over the place that are telling us, man, Jesus is coming, even from Russia being uh, north of the northern border of Israel. That is just one sign that I look at that and I go, how could the prophet Ezekiel have known that these things were going to develop in the last days when you have Russia, Iran, and Turkey, who never got along before, yet there's all this action that's going up uh, just north of the northern border of Israel. And the Bible tells us uh, this coalition is going to be led by Russia and they're going to invade Israel in the last days. So you look at it, you go, wow, but these things are just increasing, like the signs I said. But also, as the Bible tells us, they will increase like 
birth pains upon a pregnant woman. So they're going to increase in frequency and in intensity, and we are watching that. And that is why so many people out there are going, what in the world is going on? Uh, just We have civil unrest. We have wars and rumors of wars, and, and the list just goes on and on and on. In fact, I could go on and on. I'll let you ask another question. I thought that was a brilliant way to put it. I've never heard that description before. As you see the signs, as you get closer to the destination, you're going to see more specific signs, not just California, yeah. but you're going to see the city and in the street and maybe some particular venue on that street. So you begin to see more specific yeah. signs as the time gets closer. That's brilliant. I love that. It, well, it comes from all those years of prophecy and understanding. You know, you know the Bible, you can, you, you can start to make sense of these things. And Tom, that's a good way to put it. And as we look at what's going on in our world today, there's so much. I know in our next segment, I want to come back and ask you some more about some of the topics going on. And just to give you a taste, I want to encourage those who are listening to stay with us. I'm going to ask some questions of Pastor Tom Hughes about Russia, why it's such a prominent figure in the end times, a little bit about Ezekiel 38 and how it applies now and in the coming days. So stick with us. We'll be right back with more on A View from the Wall. Wars, rumors of wars, pestilence, disasters, violence, immorality, and political corruption. Is there any hope? The answer is yes, but how can you know? Plan now to attend the Hope for Our Times conference June 28th through the 30th in Indian Wells with over 15 world-class speakers, including Pastor James Cadiz. We're not of those people that are going to be overtaken like a thief. Jan Markell. Things are all falling in place, and that's the good news. Dr. David Reagan. God has used this nation, our wealth, and our ingenuity to put the gospel out all over the world. And Pastor Jack Hibbs. When you get together with the Lord in these last days, expect Him to speak to you. Reserve your spot for this powerful conference, the Hope for Our Times Conference, June 28th through the 30th in Indian Wells. Log on to HopeForOurTimes.com. A limited number of rooms at the Hyatt Regency have been reserved at a special rate. So log on today at HopeForOurTimes.com. HopeForOurTimes.com. Welcome back to A View from the Wall. We're joined by Tom Hughes, and we've been discussing Bible prophecy as well as his upcoming conference coming up June 28th to 30th. You can find out more about that at HopeForOurTimes.com. But in our last segment, I wanted to get Tom's thoughts about some of the issues going on in our own time. And I want to start right now with the issue of Russia. Russia is big in the news right now. Uh, They've just signed into law a sovereign internet bill, which in effect will allow Russian authorities to isolate the country's internet, something a lot of people don't like, obviously. But from a biblical standpoint, Russia is a major figure as well. So Tom, tell us a little bit about where we can find uh, this information about Russia in the Bible and the end times and why it matters for us. Yeah, and also why the, the whole sovereign internet net. Uh, let me see if I can tie it all in together as quickly as possible. So in okay. Ezekiel chapter 38, uh, the Bible lists various nations that are going to attack Israel in the last days. The Bible's real clear on that. Uh, we can tell from the table of nations from the book of Genesis, uh, we have Gog, we have uh, the leader of Magog, and then we have various territories that are mentioned, and we're able to tell where those territories are from the book of Genesis, the table of nations, but also uh, uh, secular history. So we're able to place Russia along with Turkey and Iran that are going to gather and bring war to Israel on the northern border, uh, on the northern 
uh, territories of Israel. So think of the Golan Heights, uh, and there's going to be this battle on the Golan Heights. The purpose of the battle seems to be to take something that has great monetary value that Israel has that Russia wants. I look at that and I think of all of the energy discoveries that have been made in Israel just over the last few years, and I think this makes sense. Russia is in a desperate place economically. They've got all kinds of challenges. Um, the threat is coming from Europe that they're no longer going to be uh, receiving gas from Europe, and it looks like they're going to start receiving gas from Israel. You look at that and you think Russia is going to be in trouble. They're in trouble for oil reasons uh, because the price of oil has gone down so low that has put Russia in a in a real difficult spot. Hence. Uh, Russia, uh, from what I've been uh, able to read, has uh, been trying to disrupt a lot of what's going on in Venezuela right now. And it appears that purpose also is for uh, Russia being able to go down there and have control of Venezuela's oil. It's not going to happen that way, but everything I read seems to lead that way. So I look at what's going on with Russia. They're going to need to invade Israel. God says, I'm going to put hooks in your jaws. I'm going to turn you around. I'm going to pull you into Israel so that you can take plunder from them. That's going to be your plan, but it is not going to work. So Russia uh, is going to go after Israel. The battle is going to be on the northern mountains of Israel. The Bible's clear, Ezekiel 38 and 39. And Russia is going to uh, be uh, eliminated. It's going to be destroyed in this battle, but it's going to be a battle that Russia is going to be in alignment with, with Turkey and with Iran and with some other territories too, including Sudan. Now think of this, Russia, Turkey, and Iran have never been friendly uh, throughout the centuries, but, but the Bible says in the last days they will, and where's the battle going to be? The Golan Heights. I also find this interesting that God says this battle is going to take place in the northern mountains of Israel. The Golan Heights has been called Syrian territory, occupied territory, and so forth since 1967, but Trump recently said, you know what? The Golan Heights is Israeli territory, and God specific in his word says it's going to be the mountains of Israel, not the mountains of Syria, the mountains of the occupied territory. God says the mountains of Israel. But we watch that, this prophecy made some 2,500 years ago by Ezekiel in the last days when Israel's back in the land, uh, and um, when they've been gathered back into the land, and they're dwelling even in the mountains of Israel, and this battle's going to come about. So we have that dynamic. It appears all the pieces of that puzzle are in place. When that battle is going to happen to date, I don't know, but it is going to happen. It's going to come. I also don't think it's a coincidence that the Bible even says in Isaiah chapter 17 that Damascus is going to be destroyed by the Israeli army. Um, Damascus is the capital of Syria. And so we have all the world's attention on Israel and Syria right now with Russia and, and Iran. I don't, I don't think it's a coincidence it just so happens that the Bible was right. And so I'm looking at that. So yeah. we have that. Then, then we also have the sovereign internet situation. Um, you guys could probably both speak to the internet pretty well, but I do know this when it comes to, uh, to the internet, and I would say um, just communication in general. If you go back to the days of Adolf Hitler, uh, the, the propaganda uh, had to be controlled. And it was controlled. There's a certain narrative. People are not going to be able to speak against the state. And, and the Internet right now has provided 
people to be able to speak their own mind that doesn't always go along with the narrative that I would say that the elites want. Uh, we see it happening in America. There's all kinds of issues right now with Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and the whole bit. But being able to control it, you speak anything against Putin, man, you're going to be shut down. We see it already in China, but, but being able to be shut down, this is the direction it must go because the kingdom of the Antichrist, I know it sounds conspiracy-like, but the kingdom of the Antichrist is going to come, and the only voice that's going to be allowed to be heard is that which is going to be in agreement with that kingdom that's coming, and there is a global government that's developing. The Bible even told us that is going to happen. Uh, so I see these things, and I can't help but think, man, these are just more signs of the direction going exactly as the Bible said these things would. I think that's your next book, Tom. It just so happens the Bible was right. <laughs> hey, I like that. <laughs> I didn't even know I said that. <laughs> oh, that was so good. We're addressing a lot of watchmen around the world, and some of them go to churches that don't teach Bible prophecy. And that's a sad thing because you have to have that balance of the whole word of God, like you referenced, that there's a large percentage of scripture that is Bible prophecy. What do we say to those who don't get that message on a regular weekly basis? Where do they get that information? How do we keep them encouraged to keep going back to the Bible as the source for truth? You know, it's programs like this, and they are out there, but you have to stick to the Bible. Uh, fortunately, right now, you can get the Bible on Internet, too. So there's lots of Bible apps, as you know. You, you know you know that better than anybody. But um, so you have Bible apps. If, if you can't even get a Bible, I have uh, we have a lot of communication with people in Iran, and it is fantastic. Um, there's a particular ministry in Iran that gets the Bible because of the Internet, Two people in Iran, uh, millions of people, and, and almost everybody has a phone. Even in poor countries and war-torn countries, they have smartphones, so they're able to get the Bible. But you have to stick to the Bible, and you can get great programs like this. And this is a fantastic place to get what, uh, what you need. But you can find these things. you got to be wise to make sure that whatever you're listening to lines up with the Bible. And, you know, it's, you, you press forward in the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ, also knowing this, that, that Jesus himself said the Spirit will lead us in all truth. So you have to trust in the Lord, but you have to stick to the Bible, because whatever you're hearing has to be in agreement with what the Bible says, or it's not truth. Yes, well, I'd also encourage people at HopeForOurTimes.com. You have many of your own videos that encourage people in areas of Bible prophecy. So if you're looking for more resources, that's a great place to check out. But uh, on behalf of Joe and I, and I am a Watching Ministries, we want to thank you so much for your time today. And also encourage people one more time to check out that conference, HopeForOurTimes.com, coming up June 28th to 30th. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be a great time, not just with Tom and with our staff that will be there, but many other prophecy experts from around the world. And finally, we want to encourage you to check out IamAWatchman.com and subscribe to our email for all the latest. And subscribe to us as well on YouTube or the podcast on SoundCloud.com slash IamAWatchman. And we look forward to joining you next time together here on A View from the Wall. A View from the Wall, in association with I Am a Watchman Ministries, exists to equip a worldwide audience with biblical truth, sharing it with others, and being prepared for Christ's imminent return. The team seeks to encourage, inspire, and equip watchmen for such a time as this. For information about the ministry and upcoming events, visit IamAWatchman.com. 
A View from the Wall is made possible by the team of dedicated pastors, editors, and the many contributors of I Am A Watchman Ministries. To support our efforts, give online at IamAWatchman.com and click on the donate button. Thanks for listening and join us again next time on A View from the Wall.